Hey everyone, and welcome to A Match Made in Horror, episode 11. We're your hosts, I'm Harold. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> wow. I know. You like that? It was smooth. It really was. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I normally give you an adjective and then say my horrifying wife, my beautiful wife, but now I'm just going to go, and the other host. That's, <laughs> I actually prefer that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that works. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be discussing the new R.L. Stein thriller horror trilogy, um, Fear Street, Part oh 1, 1994. We're going to be diving into some 90s horror, goosebumps and scream and all that, and why Sarah was scared of horror growing up, and mm. we're complete opposites when it comes to that. And But before all that... The new Halloween Kills trailer came out. Yes. Oh, man. Closing the gap, filling up the trilogy, um, hopefully on a good note. How so, do you feel about that? So we watched the trailer, and the first thing I said to you was, wait, I didn't see the last Halloween. <laughs> you, you did, right? I was, I was like, remember at the end, uh, the fire and everything like that? And you were like, no. And I was like, I swear to you, I have never seen that movie in my life. And then I realized Which that is a, I did. A bold face lie, because <laughs> I was describing it to you, and I was looking at your face, and you were like, "No, I didn't say it. no. I know. Oh no. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. did see. It. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, that just goes to show me that it was a forgetful movie. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. You like the original? Oh yeah. Original is your shit. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. So this. Like, trilogy is the main trilogy. All the other ones, Halloween 2, H2O, and, and all those. H2O? Yeah, look it up. Get out. Yeah. See a mermaid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plays mermaids with uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the um. You guys want to play mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> That's Michael Myers' voice. Yeah. That's the only time you hear his voice is in H2O when he goes, <laughs> you want to play mermaids? <laughs> and they go, no, Michael. And he goes, I guess I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, so the, um, the one that came out a couple years ago, that is a direct sequel to the original mm-hmm. with Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role. She was in the other ones as well. But yeah. this is the one that takes place directly after Halloween, basically putting all the other ones not in canon. The mm-hmm. Rob Zombie ones that came out and all those yeah. are not canon anymore. And then this one coming out October 15th is like, it's coming out not on Halloween. Which, why? Just 15 more days, 16 more days, just well, push it out. two weeks before Halloween is a is a good time for people to get hyped, I, you know? I guess. I mean, I whatever. But this We can is, go see it on Halloween. When you say go see it, you mean rent it. Yeah, I think I got a problem with movie theaters. Uh, I saw a, a problem with movie theaters. I saw a video of someone that... Like it was so hot outside that they went to the AMC, and they had bed bugs in their seats, and they got bit. Oh, I don't like that. But also, I that's scary. Now that's scary. <laughs> I've always gotten like anxiety. Well, no, not always. I've gotten yeah. new anxiety in movie theaters. Yeah, that's why I was like so comfortable going to Alamo Draft House in Austin. Yeah, shout out Alamo Draft House. If, oh my god. If you guys have ever been to an Alamo Draft House, it is superior. You will never want to go anywhere else. Truly. Um, so now that we're back in New Jersey, I know there's a 
Alamo in Brooklyn mm-hmm. that we can go to, hop on the train and go. But you know what? I think the pandemic ruined me. I'm very comfortable watching new movies on my couch. Yeah, we have hot and cold snacks. We have our couch, blankets, olive. Yeah. Um, we can go to the bathroom. It's like right there. Yeah. You know, um, we can pause the movie. Yeah. We rewind. Oh, remember that part? We we can rewind. I know that there's something special. I was just going to say, the there really like, is something special. And if yeah, when we make the trip back to Austin, we will probably be going to Alamo Draft House every freaking day. Yeah, but it's what you were saying. It, there's a difference between the Alamo Draft House and movie theaters like that. Yeah. Versus AMC and IPIC and all the other ones. Yeah. Whatever. Cinerama. It's so sad. I wish I wasn't like that. I wish I, I would just be like, you know what? Yeah. No, I, you're a movie snob. I am. <laughs> you made, you did this I, to me. I did. The, I you really did, did this to me. I did. I love the Alamo Draft House, and especially with horror movies, um, because it's dead silent. Mm-hmm. No one is saying, oh my God, look, look, turn, turn. No one's saying that. No, but they when, literally threaten you in the beginning they, of the movie. They do, they do. It's like, don't talk or we'll throw you out. Or we'll get Michael Myers to kill you. No, literally. If, literally. We, if you saw Halloween, <laughs> they would probably say that at the beginning of the movie. Probably. But that's what I like. And when those jump scares or twists happen, then all you hear is like a scream or a gasp. And it's silence yeah. again. You don't hear the people sniggering. You don't hear people doing this. And, that. and also, <laughs> I, I don't like... I, I don't like when people make out in the theater. I'm so sorry. I Why are you saying sorry about that? I that, can't. That's disgusting. I can't deal with it. In the Alamo Draft House, there are servers walking around all the time. Mm. It's real hard to just make out without someone being like, you done with your nachos? <laughs> thumbs up. You thumb- okay, you're, you, are you still making you thumb- Thumbs up. <laughs> It's really hard. This episode is turning into <laughs> why we love Alamo Draft House and why we hate all other <laughs> movies. Well we, well, we started talking about Halloween Kills, and you were like, the second one sucked ass, <laughs> but I love Alamo Draft House. Um, the, uh, that's the, not how I got there, but okay. <laughs> in my mind, that's how I, that's how I, it's very parkour of you. Um, parkour, hardcore. That works. I was going to say horror, but I said hardcore. That that's, works. Yeah. Sure. So, <laughs> anyways, the trailer for Halloween Kills is, it's just, like, all straight-up action. Like, right in the beginning. The fire, and yeah. he's, like, taking out the f- fireman with the pickaxe and everything like that. Yeah. And he is a an unstoppable force. He really is. He, he really is. And talking about Michael Myers now kind of leads me into stuff I want to talk about with Fear Street. Oh, okay. As well. Um, but before we get into Fear Street... I want to dive into some 90s horror, Goosebumps and R.L. Stein and all those mm-hmm. books and movies and everything like that, that you were so afraid of. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> and now you're just like, that second Halloween movie, it sucked ass. <laughs> there wasn't enough blood. I screamed one time when it started. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then you hated every second of it. Why? Like, what? What do you think is a re- like one of the main reasons why you were scared of of horror? Like, as a kid, because as a kid, I I was into it mm-hmm. because I thought it was cool to see villains and you and like you have to see like different characters and, no. and I was all about 
That's I was sad. very opposite. I was I was much more um, Disney princess Barbies. <laughs> As you wear your purple Sailor Moon shirt. Yes. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I think I was just like a scared kid. I was just like an anxious kid. Mm-hmm. And like things that scared me seeing them would just like i would know that i would get nightmares so i would like nip that in the bud right now (laughs) just (laughs) right away right away right away i couldn't i couldn't even watch like horror movie trailer like up until oh my god like three years ago i wasn't even able to watch horror movie trailers that came on the tv yeah i was watching all of those myself yeah or i was watching horror movies like when you left and i would feel like a psychopath i'm like i guess i'm gonna go watch you know don't breathe right now by myself like yeah <laughs> or no. Eraserhead and all those i don't know it it was just like did you read any goosebumps i for sure read goosebumps before and you weren't scared of those well, I'm also not a big reader, so I probably like read like a sentence during <laughs> quiet time in elementary school, and then just like twiddled my thumbs. Oh, jeez! You know that's really sad. I'm so I'm sorry you had to hear that. No, no, it's okay. My condolences. <laughs> um, Maybe I should read all the ghost, the goosebumps now. You should. I there should. are a there there are a lot. There are a lot of series that. R.L. Stein writes like Goosebumps and Fear Street and I feel like there's a few other ones. Yeah. And they all have like a hundred and so books. I know. I mean, they're all like 90 pages maybe. Yeah. But it's right up my alley. He, he, he just like churns them out and I think he's still doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what series he's working on now, but he rarely does adult horror. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I told you today we were talking about mm-hmm. it. I, um, I read Red Rain by R.L. Stein and it was bad. <laughs> it was very very bad i'm like stick stick to the, to the because he was stick writing kind, you know. he was writing like a goosebumps like kind of cranked up mm. and i'm like don't do that it's, you have to have a different formula for adults yeah um but yeah i i was the total opposite of you i was goosebumps all day i wanted you read villains. the shining when you were like nine years old i did <laughs> slept with the lights on scenes in that book are imprinted in my mind i also saw the movie and like in the same day for the first time i watched the shining and a clockwork orange for the first time good lord i was in fourth grade cool and now you're in therapy now yeah (laughs) you know what shout out to therapy um but I, i i devoured um, say cheese and die and the haunted mask and the um the, whatever the killer doll was oh my god i i have another halloween costume idea yeah we should be goosebumps <laughs> covers Ooh, that's a good one right yeah what which, which one do you have in mind the mask the mask where they're holding the mask up to their face yeah yeah i <sighs> and she has like overalls on yeah yeah oh that's a good one that is a good one i have to look into there's a lot um the one that i think of a lot is sages and diet they're just skeletons i think at a barbecue i think that's oh the, my gosh yeah yeah i think you're right um 
Night of the Living Doll. That's that's the one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see all these cars in my head. Right. Yeah. And I used to have a, so many of them. Every every time the Scholastic Book Fair Ugh. would show up. Remember that Scholastic Book Fair? Fuck yeah, I do. I lived for that. Yeah. You 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 get there with your your check. You're, no, you're notarized s- by your parents you're seven dollar like, check your seven dollar check signed and you're like mom i need money i need money for the scholastic book fair and you go there and you you order your books and then senior year of high school you finally get your books delivered to you <laughs> and you're like cool i i guess i'll read goosebumps and hop on pop <laughs> right now in this garfield height chart <laughs> i feel good um but yeah i I told you this one story um, about my school bus driver. Oh, yes. I wish I could meet this bus driver. It, he is brilliant. Yeah. A brilliant man. And it was elementary school. And every day, like... You keep telling a story. I'm going to turn the air on. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. And every day for... My whole, it's, you know, fourth grade was a big year for me. And every day leading up from September till June, he play books on tape mm-hmm. and he would play Goosebumps. Genius. And, genius. And every time he, we, he'd pick up all the kids, he'd start the book on tape. And every single one of us were silent <laughs> listening to the book on tape. It's amazing. And... Like thinking about that as an adult and like seeing like what my high school bus was like, seeing all the years after that. Mm-hmm. Genius. Genius. He's probably like in silence driving his school bus, just listening to goosebumps. And these kids, these first through fourth graders are listening and they're like freaked out, but also wanting to know what happens in the story. Yeah. And that well, is. Like he- you get on his bus and you're already like stimulated as like a first through fourth grader. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm I'm already like listening listening for um, clues and plot points. Yeah, and paying attention. Yeah, and that I I, I would put Mr. Mike. That's his. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's his. Left last night. I have no idea, but it was Mr. Mike. That was, that was written um, right below his license picture that he had on there. He was a bold man. I would put him in the roster of why I like to read and why so I cute. like horror. It's That's because really of my, cute. my bus driver growing up. It's coming me tear up. That's so cute. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of Mr. Mike, you're the realist. <laughs> Mr. This. <laughs> This episode of The Match Made in Horror is sponsored by Mr. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth rides uh, in the school bus, Mr. Mike. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dedicated, but you went sponsored no. by. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah, he gives us money. <laughs> um, but you also, besides not watching trailers, not reading books, mm-hmm. did you watch any horror movies growing up? Like any that you I what the first horror movie that I saw, I think I was in well, horror. It was it was a thriller. Okay. Um and we Basic Instinct is a thriller. I'm just saying. 
Let me, let's see. Wait. Okay. Let's see what you're going to say for horror. Okay. Let's see if it's like legit. Okay. Cause it's not legit, by okay. the way. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Monster's Ball with Halle Berry <laughs> is a thriller. Okay. <laughs> um, it was one of my friend's birthdays. I think I was in like seventh grade. And she got a bunch of friends together and we went to go see When a Stranger Calls. Okay, yeah, that's that. That could be a little uh, slightly horror, right? Yeah, it's a horror thriller. Yeah, so yeah, I okay. saw that in the theater when I was like s- in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine? No, I was in like seventh grade. Uh oh oh seventh grade. Yeah yeah. Oh okay. They said you were seven years old. Oh my god, no. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. Seven years old. I like barely watched Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Every time uh, Simba uh, gets to the um, you know the buffalo grave, uh, the elephant graveyard, I can't. No, I got to turn it off. Mm-mm. Give me Hakuna Matata. Rewind it. Yep. Wait, no, Hakuna Matata comes after, right? No, before. I don't know, but everyone always says their know. favorite Disney movie is Lion King, and I'm like, how? It's I, so sad. I, think, I remember crying when I was like four years old. Well, think about it. We are. We're Disney buffs. We are. We're and we're buff. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we're buff Disney buffs, and we should start another Disney podcast. Buff Disney buffs. Buff Disney buffs. Yeah, and it's just us like curling and <laughs> flexing on the cover. All I'm thinking in Mickey ears. <laughs> all I'm thinking of is uh, uh, all I'm thinking of is the meme of the like jacked dog. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mickey ears on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Buff Disney buffs. But we're, we're, we're so, we've seen so many, and I've seen so many, mm-hmm. I feel like, even be, before I, I met you. And and when I met you, I watched even more. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it, I can I compare when people say, my favorite Disney movie is The Lion King. I compare that to when... You go, what's your favorite book? And they go, Catcher in the Rye or Great Gatsby. Yeah. It's because they haven't seen a lot of Disney movies. Mm. And that's the one that they remember, like, the most. And the songs and the scene with Mufasa dying and the the whole beginning, it's so iconic that people are like, that's my favorite Disney. Yeah. And that's, you know. That's the thing. But, yeah, so you, you were seven years old. You can't watch Lion King. But you watch where a stran- When a Stranger Calls. When a Stranger Calls the with... Calls coming from inside the house. With, with um, what's your name? Camille... Camilla? Camilla Cabea? No. Camilla... <laughs> is it Camilla Bell? Uh, I forget. Yeah. Um, But it was, like, her in her prime at, yeah. with her eyebrows. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her eyebrows were on fleek. She looked like the dad from the OC. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> um, but I I remember watching that movie in the theater and then having to sleep over my friend's house in the basement. Oh, no. And um, the one scene that sticks out to me the most is the end. And it's like a classic, like, shut the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, cabinet. where someone pops up. Yeah. yeah. And 
this is like after their big fight mm-hmm. and she shuts the mirror cabinet and he's like right there yeah and then it ends that's just kind of stuck with you oh no yeah so traumatizing that's traumatizing ron (laughs) um so yeah that was the extent of my horror film until until like (laughs) two three years ago yeah two years ago until you finally like okay i will watch this and i forced you to watch the conjuring okay until reality was scarier than movie than the movies okay (laughs) yeah yeah when you put on cnn and on the top right it says rated r and you're like oh my god i i honestly think that that's like the the reason why i started watching horror movies i was like get me out of this hell that is reality mm-hmm. right now yeah and let me scare myself and distract myself with something else and you get to witness other people like you don't just be like oh, yeah they, they get to die <laughs> you get to realize they are scared and you're yeah. not yeah and like in that situation you're watching that situation so it takes a little bit of that anxiety well, off of you i think i'm scared too but i'm scared for them exactly and it takes me away from my real life anxiety yeah you know what i mean yeah i think a lot of people feel that way yeah i mean horror movies can give you anxiety oh for sure yeah and excuse me i i i remember distinctly this one time and i don't think i told you this story um, but I was over at my friend's house when I was, I don't know, seventh grade, maybe still eighth grade around there. Mm-hmm. And we watched Jeepers Creepers mm-hmm. for the first time. And we watched it in his basement. And I don't think you've seen Jeepers Creepers. No. It's a very creepy movie. You know the, the nursery around Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those eyes? That's what it basically yeah. is. Like this demon is like this creeper wait what the hell is what we need there needs to be like a nursery rhyme um horror movie um i think there might be oh yeah well, if there's we, not we, gotta, TM. we gotta look into that i know that like the babadook is like the book like well yeah but whatever nursery rhymes are fucked up yeah we should we should dive into that yeah we but should. So we, we were watching Jeepers Creepers and that movie's about the creeper who likes your eyes, he'll kill you, and then he later on has your eyes. Ew. And he keeps adding How on the hell. And he keeps adding on to himself. And we watched what that movie. Fuck? We watched that movie <laughs> and I was super scared. And we're at his house mm-hmm. and he went upstairs, closed the door and shut the light off. And I'm in the basement. And fuck this kid. I first of all. like screamed. So I'll, I'll do the scream really quick. Ready? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody blow your ears. I screamed and like I didn't know where I was. I just kind of like put my hands on my knees and screamed until like the door was open and the light was back on because I didn't know how to get back upstairs. There's no windows down there, just pitch dark. And I just watched the horror movie and that. Wow. I'm pretty sure that traumatized me to the point where I wouldn't go downstairs at night. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I just wouldn't do it. Like, if I had to pee, 
I was just in my room and then would like ask my parents to like, can you turn on the light or can you, I just wouldn't do it. That traumatized me. The The movie, yeah. I was like, this movie's cool. And that was the first time I saw Justin Long in a movie. And. Well, fuck that kid. <laughs> this, po- <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by him. <laughs> um. Yeah, so but now now you now you love horror movies. You got over your the I I wish you you could have experienced growing up with horror. Well, I I will say that now that I'm engulfed in it, I feel like it's a whole new I feel like I am a kid again. Yeah. Yeah, I I am kind of jealous of that. Where you get to see these movies for the first time. Yeah. You have to experience things and for the first time. And even just like I don't know, like, seeing, this is going to sound silly, but, like, there's clothing companies that I like that do, like, collaborations with Goosebumps, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh. I want to wear that shirt. Yeah. Or, like, like the, um, what's the company called? Um, Dumb Good. They mm-hmm. do all these collaborations with, like, horror movies. That's where I got our Halloween shirts last oh, year. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... I could never wear this when I was young, mm-hmm. but now I can, and I feel cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and just like really engulfing myself in it is super, has been super fun and mm-hmm. just like takes me out of my own head. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there are, there are so many movies. That you haven't seen mm-hmm. and that I haven't seen in such a long time that yeah. even like going back, I would, I would just really much enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I still want to get you into the books. And you started reading. I did. Grady Hendrick's mm-hmm. uh, Horror Store and the Southern Woman's Book, La- Book Club Guide to the Slaying Southern, Vampires. <laughs> the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Yeah. Yes. Um. But I want to get you into like Stephen like King, Stephen King, <laughs> Clive Barker, and yeah. even Joe Hill and Richard yeah. Matheson. You know, those those stories are iconic and will like broaden your horizons because when you're watching horror on on, on TV on on the movies, you see everything. When you yeah. read, you piece every. You have this town in your head. You mm-hmm. have this character, what they look like in your head, and then they live with you mm-hmm. until you're done with that book. Yeah. And unless you finish a book in an hour and 45 minutes that mm-hmm. it would take you to watch a movie, which you won't, I don't think yeah, anyone's going to read a thousand st- page Stephen King book that long. These characters live with you. And then every twist and turn, everything they go through hits so much harder. Yeah. Because you're just like, I was literally re- loving you. Yeah. For 400 pages, and then this happens. Versus like, you know, oh, yeah, I was watching this person for 30 minutes on screen, and then they die. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's shocking, but eh, I don't know. If it's done well, you really feel connected to them. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, it's not. Right. Um, but yeah. I, I love your love of books. It's so magical. <laughs> I, I You're gonna, I, I'm gonna, like, walk into the room one night and just to like go to sleep and you're going to be sitting there flipping pages and I'm going to look and you're going to be like, did you know that it's not a sledgehammer in misery? It's actually an <laughs> axe. And I go, whoa, 
That is amazing. One day, one day it'll happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So with with that with with the nineties comes Fear Street, nineteen ninety four, part one of three that are going to be released all in July. Watching this, I am so freaking excited for the next like two movies. Oh yeah. In in my head, and they come out next week and the week after. Yes, they. It's next week is nineteen seventy three, seventy six, seventy six, nineteen seventy six, and then the next one after that is sixteen sixty six. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna continue nineteen ninety four, but going back in time, I I think they're just gonna like connect them, like through flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, because we saw the snippet of the new one right and the people from this movie are in that movie like asking questions like remember the little trailer we saw it's like the people that we just watched Mm -hmm. go up to gillian um jacob's character oh yeah yeah that's what i I mean got it and she's like telling this story and then we see that story yes and that's gonna be cool yes um but yeah how, how did you feel with this whole opening, like this five-minute opening for Fear Street, I loved it. Right? It was shocking. Mm-hmm. Did it remind you of anything? Chopping mall? No, <laughs> chopping mall. <laughs> no, no. Really, think someone who is whenever when it when it aired. Stranger Things. No, no. When when it when you watched, it, I was like, that's Ethan Hawke's daughter, right? Yeah. She is, like in that age group, she's a a bigger name, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And this whole opening is her on the phone and she's being attacked by someone in the mask with a knife. Scream? Scream, where Drew Barrymore opens up that movie and she's the first to die in the first five minutes. And everyone watching is like, holy shit. I thought Drew Barrymore had a bigger role. And no, that was it. That's a really good point. Yeah. And yeah. the whole ending of that sequence where she's running and he gets her in the shoulder, that is from Scream. That, yeah. That scene. Yeah. And that's the first thing I thought of when she when she died. And that's really good. I was like, whoa. And there's so many callbacks to other horror franchises that I want to get into, such as like Michael Myers and, yeah. and all that. Okay. But that was the first thing I thought of was Scream. Good connection there. I was like, I was like oh, man. Yeah. Really cool twist because you know I don't, you know people zoomers probably haven't seen scream yeah and they're watching this and they're like oh you know what i mean like yeah seeing someone in, in that sort of stature like how drew barrymore was back then yeah i don't know that was pretty cool yeah i really like that yeah um and and you're right like you see um what's her name the actress or yeah. the character the actress M- Mia is it Mia? Ethan Hawke's daughter. Yeah. I don't. I don't know her name. Shoot. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, you see her and you're like, oh wow, she's really up and coming. Like that's crazy that they like got her to, in this movie. Yeah. She's gonna have a significant part, and then she dies in the first five minutes. Yeah. Um. It's it's shocking to people that yeah watch something like this for the first time. Yeah. Um. Overall, this movie was incredible, and 
still, I feel like, had, like, a super playful overall. Oh, yeah. that And that comes with the whole 1994 or 90s horror. Yes. It's and, very playful. And the fact that it was, like, R.L. Stein from his brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how much... I. I it's probably like the characters and the plot and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know how much he was involved in like this particular story. Well, if, but yeah, if the whole like trilogy is fear street. Yeah. That's attached to his name. Yeah. So they definitely played into like that playful. Mm -hmm. It kind of, it didn't take itself too seriously, but it did. Yeah. But it it, worked. It it went on that fine line of, what did we discuss? Uh, Spookies? Spookies, yeah. Spookies was, (laughs) it was trying to be so goddamn serious and it didn't work. Yeah. And then there's other movies where, like the chopping mall, where it knows it's being silly. Yeah. But like people are dying. Yeah. And that kind of works. Yeah. But in this movie, it really works because... It's, you know, it's these, it's a ridiculous plot. It is. And they kind of know it. Yeah. But, you know, it's serious. People are dying. Like, something's gotta yeah. happen. And every death of a, a, a character was like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, the amount mm-hmm. of times that I, like, put my hand up to my mouth <laughs> yeah it was, it was and shocking. was like yeah. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> like i wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah there's a twist galore so good in this um i i like the the way it was shot and it kind of reminded me of the way fight club was shot i don't know if you remember fight club like how like how it looked yeah. It was kind of like gritty and you used shadows a lot and it wasn't bright like oh, at all. Yeah. yeah. And that mixed with these characters' personalities, that I think added to the whole fine line between serious and playful. Right. Because if I, I think like if a lot of it took place during the day and it was bright and it was shot like i don't know like a jj abrams or something Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. i feel like that would have been like eh, too too playful right and if the personalities were like we have to we can't stay here anymore yeah then that mixed with how it was shot would have been too serious so i don't they probably didn't do it on purpose but whoever they were yeah I don't, I don't even know the, who this director is, to be honest. Mm. I don't know what else they've done. But it looked really cool in the way it was shot, how it was like this shady side yeah. of this town is shot this way. And Sunnyside yeah. is a different way. Yeah. That was really cool. That was very cool. To see. Um, like I, I, The only thing I, I picture, like, how the bathrooms were and the school and just like graffiti mm-hmm. and marks everywhere and mm-hmm. and everything's kind of like toned down a little bit yeah. yeah that that was that was a really cool aspect yeah of this whole thing yeah and the 90s mall oh love taking place it. at night where everything's dark yeah that opening scene was shot in a 90s 
or not shot in a 90s mall, but <laughs> it was it took place in a 90s mall and it was like dark and neon lights and mm-hmm. oh, love that. So let's let's talk about this plot. I think it was a, it's a cool idea. I think it's so cool. How like this witch is yes. like has control over like this town. This town this part of this town. Yeah. Shady side. Yeah. So and let's talk about how the the opening credits I love the opening credits. Like I wanna go back and like pause it. Oh yeah, there's no so it was like a um almost like a American horror story where like you want to pause it to stop and be like what's this what's this yeah and like read and look at this yeah. and look at that it yeah. was basically like a whole bunch of um old newspaper clippings on like mm-hmm. deaths that have happened like throughout the years and um like uh, an alleged curse that has been put on mm-hmm. this this town and yeah stuff like that um so it's all of these newspaper clippings and i want to go back and like pause it and read it oh yeah the the whole opening was like two minutes long there's a lot in there yeah and it covers 1976 1994 and 1666 i think it's gonna be the same maybe slightly different Mm -hmm. opening for each one Mm -hmm. but i think that's like the overall what they were going for yeah definitely um Hey, Olive. Um, so the plot is basically this witch was... Sarah Fear. Yes, Sarah Fear. Which that's the playful side of R.L. Stein and this whole thing. Yeah. Sunny side and shady side and Sarah Fear. Fear was spelled like F-I-E-R. Yeah. 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 Um, so she was... Um, she was a witch in 1666 and hanged Mm -hmm. for being a witch and she only had one arm one hand and she she chopped it off she did chop it off we learned that later in the film yes um and she basically possesses people living people and uh, has them kill people. Yeah, to take her vengeance. Yes. On this town. Yes. Up until it's like all the way from 1666 till 1994, where this is taking place. Yeah. It's happened all the time. Yeah, that's crazy. And you hear that from the other side of the town, Sunnyside, where this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Where these kids are like. Like uh, when Ethan Hawke's daughter, <laughs> when Ethan Hawke's daughter. Wait, we really need to look up her name. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, you want to look up her name? I don't have my phone okay. on me. Um, when when she dies, the town has this like uh, candlelight mm-hmm. ceremony, mm-hmm. and the Sunnyside football players are like, "I'm not sad anymore because this happens every week." Oh yes, and you're like. Oh, this shit is going down every week. Right. Yet people still live here. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm I'm looking up her oh, okay. her, her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
It's Maya, yeah. Maya, okay. Maya Hawk. When I said Mia. Mia. Mia Thermopolis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it happens every week. And that made me, like, I was like, ooh. Which, it reminded me of the comic series Nailbiter. Ooh, okay. Which that was something I was like, you have to read this. Is that where you were going to tell me? Yeah, I was yeah. going to tell you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to wait and, and write it down. Um, Nailbiter is basically a town that breeds serial killers. Ooh. And each one has their own quirks and own specialty. Like the Nailbiter kills people that bites nails and then he eats their bodies from their nails. Oh like, my God. On. And there's... Yeah, I want to read that. And there's this one like serial killer that is over everyone else that no one can stop. And they need the nail biter's help to track down this guy. Oh. And it is, they reminded me of this where like this town is just like, there's serial killers that live here. Yeah. And I'm like, if you like this, read nail biter. Yeah. And I, I want you to do that because it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, damn shady side. Damn shady side. Get your shit together. Well, they got a witch. They do have a witch. <laughs> Don't fuck with Sarah Fear. Um, so the, the whole the whole plot of a witch is that's like buried there um, because she's taking vengeance out on the town that is still able to possess people mm. to run and and um, you know commit murder and and do all this. That's a really cool plot. Yeah, to have especially for what they're going with. Of 1994, 1976, mm-hmm. and, and then the origins. Yeah. To see where it came from versus like this one standalone movie in the 90s. And then everyone's like, oh man, I want to know what like she did in the past. Yes. This is so. I really want Netflix to continue. Like, I know we only got one movie so far, <laughs> but I really want Netflix to continue to do these trilogies. I think it's such a cool idea. Oh, yeah. Instead of this like one off movie and you're yeah like, like eh, i'm not gonna watch it but if it's like hype like by the way you're gonna watch this movie and there's two more coming out yeah like hell yeah i'll, I'll get on board and if they're this good mm-hmm. and they have a cool plot yeah sure and this obviously took place during halloween because i saw like a bunch of like jack-o'-lanterns jack-o'-lanterns around yeah. the the town mm-hmm. um but I'm like, how cool would it be to do something like this, like, around in October? You know what I mean? Netflix. Oh, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. That's... in With streaming services, this is one thing I hate. And I feel like they all work together. Okay. And anyway, I'm just going to stand on my soapbox really quick. Okay. When it comes down to Halloween, tell me. We are, we're looking around. You cannot find... The Halloween movies that you want to watch. You're like, I want to watch Freddy. Freddy 1's not there. You want to watch Halloween? Not there. You got to rent these. Same thing in Christmas. We try to watch Polar Express. It's not there. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, in March, Polar Express is now on HBO. Yep. But then Christmas season comes and you're like, I want to watch The Grinch. Nah, you got to rent it. I, they all I think they all work together. They do. It's called capitalism. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off. <laughs> step down off my soapbox. Um 
but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really cool concept to break this out into three movies. And you're right. Netflix and other streaming should do this yeah. with movies, too. Like, I know they do it with series. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, and you know this about me, I'm not a binge watcher. I know. I won't. I I'm won't. S- I'm so sorry because I am. <laughs> I, I want everything right now. I know. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, 10 episodes came out. I'm going to watch 10 episodes right now. Yeah. Until 2 a.m. I am a. I'll watch two here. The next day I'll watch another one. The next day I'll take a break and then I'll watch it. And I'll make it kind of last because think of like the hype that you had watching Game of Thrones every week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Sunday, this is the day. Now imagine like. Game of Thrones came out all in one day. You just watch it and you're like, cool, now I have nothing. Now I have, now I have to look for something else to watch. I just mm. like to milk it. So with Netflix coming out with movies, <laughs> I know you don't agree with me. When Netflix comes out with movies once a, once a week like this, now I'm like pretty excited yeah. for this next installment. Yeah. But if they came out with all three today and mm. we just watch two tomorrow... Sure, it'll be good and it's exciting, but like that, like feeling of, I can't wait till Friday. Yeah. I can't wait until then because up until then you're thinking about the movie, you're thinking about like, what is this camp going to be about in 1976? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in it? And are they going to like, what movies, like they did Scream and they had like a Michael Myers type character and like, wh- what are they going to do? Yeah. And you get to, like, have all those feelings. I get it. Leading up to it. I know you love things to look forward to. I do. Yeah. I do. I, I Yeah. I it's it's Binge watching is like if you went to a restaurant, let's say a really, really good restaurant. Like, you're paying top dollar. Like, I don't know. Well, I'll just make up a name. You go to, like, Applebee's. And you go to <laughs> Applebee's and you get the mozzarella sticks. You order, you know, mozzarella sticks cheeseburger and then for dessert i'll do the uh chocolate lava cake right they bring you your appetizer you eat it good you make conversation you have your food it's good and then later on they bring you dessert and it's a little palate cleanser binge watching is that they give you everything you ate it all and you hate yourself and you're like ugh, now i have nothing (laughs) i did it so quickly now i'm just kind of full and bloated i still disagree because i love being full and bloated and I then know. just taking a nap. I know. I am in the minority <laughs> when it comes to this. But that's give just me, me. Give me everything. I am a gluttonous bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's episode of The Match Made in Horror is sponsored by Gluttony. Get your fill. <laughs> when we start having real sponsors, we're going to have a really bad time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no one's going to know anything we're talking about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, breaking, breaking these three movies out is, is, a, good, is a good thing. Um, I do hope... I agree. I do hope that these are filmed the same way. Like, the same... They for sure will be. Same feel. Maybe even the same director, which I think it is. That, but that would be fucked know. up if it wasn't. See, that's the thing. When... when and you're starting to notice this. Hopefully, we've watched enough movies. You've trained me well. Where you watch directors, Obi-Wan. you watch directors, and you can tell that it's a different director. You can tell it's it's slightly off. Yeah. Or when someone's trying to mimic something. Yeah. And you can you can definitely tell. And I'm not talking about like 
you see a Wes Anderson and then you see a Spielberg. Yeah. You can tell when it's like, you know, a Paul Thomas Anderson versus like, yeah, you know, Scorsese. And if this next one comes out and it's directed by someone else, I'm like, please make it close because it's going to have a different feel. And then these characters that we met in this movie, 1994, mm-hmm. are going to feel a little different. Yeah. No, I don't think that's the case. I think, yeah, I think it, I think they're all the same. Yeah. We can easily look them up. Easily. But you have your not. phone right in front of you. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> you don't want to disappoint yourself. Well, because next week we're going to discuss 1976. Yes, we are. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Then after that, 1666. Then after that, we're going to watch Year One with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. <laughs> which is horrifyingly bad. <laughs> um, so, did you like the you like the characters in this? I really did. First of all, t- representation. Yes. Give me that lesbian couple. Yes, but that's not their personality. It is not their personality. That was only. It could have. Oh my god! This is a thing. It's it, no. It was one of those things where it easily could have been played by a heterosexual couple, but. No, it wasn't, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, and it was just that's just them. Yeah, and it wasn't a big deal, and that's a gripe I have with a lot of things, where it's like it's this huge. It's like oh, that's their personality. Yeah, that's their thing. It's like no, just it's it's almost like a caricature. Yeah, of a gay person. Yeah, I agree. and it doesn't need to be like that. It's like why can't this person just be gay? Yeah. Or a transgender. You have to, like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is like a plot point now. Yeah. And it's this whole thing. It, no. No. It was beautiful. Just let it it was so well done. Yeah. The representation. So I really appreciated that. Yeah. And I liked. I'm trying to think of her name. Dina? The main girl? Is her name Dina in the, in the yes. movie? Dina? I liked her character probably the least Mm -hmm. but i still liked her Mm -hmm. i really liked her brother Mm -hmm. um he played a really uh like shy like potential hacker like nerd little brother yeah i liked his character um because he was the glue that kind of pieced everything Mm -hmm. together because he was like studying these like serial killers everyone would have died without him literally literally everyone would have died without him yeah um i'm indifferent with sam the main Mm -hmm. main of the other main girl um the whole movie wouldn't have happened if it wasn't if she didn't see the witch like Mm -hmm. during that whole thing i could also blame dina for uh oh yeah throwing a cooler throwing the cooler out (laughs) of the bus Yeah, yeah yeah um but I, I like the other boy too. Yeah. I like his character of he played it really well. Of he seemed really fluid. Mm-hmm. And just was himself. Yeah. Like through and through, didn't really care. He was also in Girl in the Window. Woman in the Window. The Woman in the Window, yes. Woman in the Window. Yeah. Um No spoilers with that. No spoilers, but he was much more enjoyable in this film oh yeah i feel like i feel like this is just him yeah you know Mm -hmm. he was super goofy and really likable yeah 
and I liked all the the kids. Any adult that came on screen, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. There were not many adults that came on screen. Yeah, like the sheriff or um, yeah. Betty, the nurse. Yeah. Or the, it's like when they came, I was like, I, don't, I really don't care. Yeah. And this, it didn't, also, it didn't feel like Stranger Things. Like they were trying to do Stranger Things again. No. Because... I'm probably against a lot of opinions right now. I think Stranger Things got really commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Like, like after that first season, it was like the Millie Bobby Brown show. Mm. And it got really commercial. Um, this, I think, brought that back. Mm-hmm. Same, the same way it, like chapter one mm-hmm. with the kids, brought it back. Yeah. So like like humble kids yeah and not just like feeling like it's exploiting child actors exploiting child actors exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and that's in that's another movie that i thought of yeah with this was it yeah definitely um, because they each had like their own personality and i liked them all mm-hmm. and the way they like helped each other dealt with it had uh, difficulty understanding each other like that really made sense mm-hmm. and yeah did, did it remind you of any movie that we've seen like if i brought up it did you get that vibe yes yeah and um i did think stranger things but now that you're like talking it out and mm-hmm. i do get that same vibe like first season stranger things first season yeah yeah where it just it was just like who are these people Mm. And they're all just like acting and And they're in this weird little town. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that it's just like remember that one episode in the last season of Stranger Things? Yeah. It was like the weird Millie Bobby Brown, like she went out on her own and that was like the worst thing anyone has ever seen. That was in the second season. No second season? Yeah. Oh yeah. Season two, episode eight. Yeah, it was like Oh wait, look how good she can act. It was like everyone's like collectively no this is not gonna happen <laughs> we don't like this no shade to millie bobby brown she's no, amazing no shade but what i'm getting at is like the duffer brothers are gonna beat that horse until it yeah. stops spitting out money and i thought this did a really good job with a movie mm-hmm. i feel like if it was 10 episodes and then they're like by the way next season's gonna be 1976 Oh, yeah. That would have really... Yeah, I'm really glad they went with a two-hour movie. Yeah, they're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Two-hour movie, done. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Next installment takes place in the past with not these characters. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then again, and then again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really cool. So good. It's a a really cool idea. Um, How do you like these kills? I know you you brought it up before how you were like covering your mouth because they were shocking because right like even though I know you're, th- you're thinking of R.L. Stein you're thinking of goosebumps I am and then you see these kills and you're like yeah oh. yeah that that was me too that that yeah. was for sure me mm-hmm. like if it said what? written by Stephen King or written by yeah. Eli Roth you're like uh, okay cool if it but no if it said any of those names, I would have expected it, but yeah. 
it's based on an R.L. Stein <laughs> idea. Mm-hmm. So it was shocking to me yeah. because it was like a head going into a bread slicer. Oh, yeah. And you and saw I, it. And you saw it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and you covered your mouth hard. And that was, that was like a main character. Yeah. And that, you're like, what the fuck? Or Stein? When her head was going in there, I was like, she's going to get out. So yeah. She's going to get out. I auto- I was like, well, she can't die. She's a main character. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. But no. But no. Nope. Her brains were it. everywhere. That's what it sounded like. Oh, that's nasty. That's going to uh, be in people, people's ears. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, But... Yeah, I, that's that's exactly what I, I had the picture of R.L. Stein, which we'll post on <laughs> on Instagram. I've always said thirst trap, <laughs> thirst trap. <laughs> I've always said that R.L. Stein looks like the personified version of melatonin. Just kind he does. of kind of always just a little sleepy. Yeah, like he just got done with a thirteen hour shift, yeah. and someone's like, "Hey, how do I jumpstart a car?" And he's like. <sighs> <laughs> and then someone took a picture of that and that's on all the books yeah that's 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 the rl stein that i know yeah <laughs> but yeah every every kill every um even like the villains yeah in, the, in this movie i was like surprised i was like ooh, yeah these are creepy and they reminded me of a few things like um Ghostface was the um the skeletor mask mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. that reminded me of Ghostface from Scream um, the the guy with the hood mm-hmm. did it remind you of anyone um, I'm trying to think if you Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas Chainsaw little mask that reminded me of Nightbreed I'll show you a picture of Nightbreed I'll, I'll bring it up right now okay um, but that's what that's what it reminded me of this um, this guy who has just like buttons for eyes and he wears like a little sack Oh wait, yeah. Over his face. I think I've seen a picture of this guy. Yeah. Yeah, there he is, right there. Oh my god, I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it reminded me, and that's I'm telling you, that's Clive Barker. That's like what we should watch as well. Nightbreed, Lord of Illusions. Well, I've seen Hellraiser. You've seen Hellraiser? That was directed by. Actually, I think these were directed by him too. But yeah, he it, it, yeah. Okay. The imagination's off the charts. Yeah. But that's what it reminded me. The girl didn't really remind me of anyone. No. Like yeah. I, I couldn't really put my finger on. There was this woman who... So, yeah, there were three, basically, of these witches' henchmen. Yeah, who she, like, possessed. Who Who she possessed, like years before like there was this woman who killed all of her friends Mm -hmm. and then herself in like the 70s and then this milkman in the 50s and then this the shopping the mall guy in the 90s oh yeah that was the most recent one yeah yeah the the guy who did it in the beginning of the film. Yeah, so she like possessed all these people and they she, killed she possessed yeah. the witch possessed all of these people and then um were like hunting Sam, who is one of the main characters down. Yeah. 
and I, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on who the woman like who was inspired by. I think maybe just like I don't know, just yeah. like just to throw it in. Maybe it wasn't inspired by anyone. It's like an original idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just couldn't really think of any anything. Yeah. Um, but these th- those characters like t- collectively reminded me of Michael Myers, just like unstoppable. Oh yeah. Like nothing because, they could do. Yeah, there was one scene where um all the kids got all of the henchmen in the bathroom in the school and they mm-hmm. set up all these gas cans and It's very home alone like It was very home alone. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Um and they the kids like set all of these uh henchmen on fire. And mm-hmm. they all... They, like, blow up. They blew up. Yeah. And you see it. Um, and then they go into the bathroom and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, we got them. And then the <laughs> chunks off the wall start coming alive and they just build back up. Yeah. Like, they're literally unkillable until mm-hmm. Sam is dead. Yeah. Like, she has to die. She has to die in order for these henchmen to leave this group of kids alone. Mm-hmm. Which is such a cool idea. Yeah. Super sad. Like Very the sad. Way, the way they all kind of go through, like, do we kill her? Does she kill herself? Yeah. Like, how do, how do we how do we stop these? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought of Michael Myers. Has, like, an unstoppable force. Like, yeah. you can stab him in the heart. He's not going to stop. And that's so scary. Yes. Like, no matter what you do. It's also, like, um, it follows. Oh. Where, like, no matter what, they're going to be coming for you. Yeah. Like, they'll hunt you no matter what. Okay, I'm calling it. We got to do that one after we do all the fear streets. Yeah. Yeah, we can, we, 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 we wrote I've, a full list. We've been... I've Of so many... Whenever you're, like... Oh, what should we, we watch can, tonight? Maybe we can do It Follows before 1976. Yeah. That's a good idea. And we have to do The Host, too. We just watched The Not Host. Not The Host. We're, oh. Just Host. <laughs> or we can do The Host by Bang Joon-ho. <laughs> we can do that as well. That's a great movie. It is a horror element. Um, we did watch Host. We did watch Host. We will discuss For the host. second time. And we will discuss it. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. Um, the... The the ending is, the ending is nuts. The ending is nuts in, in, the, in this movie. Um, obviously, sp- sp- spoiler for I mean I, we've been spoiling the whole movie anyway. Yeah, exactly. But this this movie ends with so many twists, and like so many like little ones. But essentially, Dina like decides. No, they all come together and like. By the way. Um, who was it? Was it the brother that found the newspaper article and they were like, whoever survived in 1976? Yes. Like she, um, like we should find, like call her and find out like how she survived. Yeah. Because her heartbeat had to stop in order for her to come back to life and survive the rest of her life. Yeah, like she didn't have to die. She didn't have to die, die. She only had to die. She only had to die once. For like not that 10 die, minutes. die. Not that die, die. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so that's they, they had that in mind. And they go back to one of the characters' brother's 
um, he OD'd, but he came back to life with like adrenaline and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea that they had yeah. to go into the pharmacy, which the boy was a worker at in the grocery store. So he's able to just get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like had this, all these pills ready to go. And like, you have to take this, this time, and then this, this time. Mm-hmm. It was very, very smart, very scary. Very scary. I, I feel like that would be triggering for... That would be triggering. For some people to watch, I yeah, think. Yeah. So that was... um, Yeah, just a warning. If Yeah. Um, but so she starts to take the medicine. She starts to feel a little loopy. And all the, her friends are guarding the doors. Yeah. It's because they want her to die and then bring her back with um, that shot. EpiPen. EpiPen. <laughs> the shot. And for uh, for some reason, like, she's feeling the effects of the drugs and she's about to take more. And then one of the henchmen starts running in. Mm-hmm. Like, he made, he made his way through. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of breaks. And then everyone's in. Yeah. Um, And that whole idea and that whole plan kind of goes to shit. Yeah, and she she didn't get to finish the pills, so their so, plan. So she was just loopy. Yeah, so she wasn't gonna OD. Their plan is to shit now. Like they're mm-hmm. literally running for their lives from these three henchmen who mm-hmm. all want to kill her. Yeah, which everyone who's supposed to be stopping these henchmen are doing a shit job. <laughs> but truly, they're doing a shit job. Yeah. Um. But then Dina sees a lobster tank. Mm-hmm. And goes like she didn't say it, but you're like, oh, she's gonna drown her. Yeah. And then she starts to she obviously has to do this, doesn't want to do it, but she's like, I have confidence that I will get her back because Dina and Sam are like together yeah. at this point. Yeah. And she drowns her, and like everyone starts being attacked all at once. Oh my god! And this is the bread cutting scene that happens. Mm-hmm. Where the girl's head goes through there, and then the I forget what his name is. The I other, forget his name too. Yeah, the other guy. He um, he gets a an axe to the head. Yeah, but like everyone's dying left and right, left and right. Yeah, and all that's left is Dina, her brother, and Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam's about to die, and her brother is about to get cut up. Yeah, with like, an axe. Like Dina is holding Sam's head under the water. Dina's brother is like falls in one of the grocery store aisles and so they both have people the henchmen coming at them yeah i I just feel bad for dina because she has to kill someone that she loves and then she's watching her brother who she loves right about to die yeah like does she stop and then go do that or does she continue i know i was like oh oh no i know that was so nail-biting quite the pickle that's quite that's quite the pickle and but then sam's arm goes limb sam's arm goes limb she dies and and then the henchmen kind of just disappear they just disappear they go gone you don't see it they're just gone yeah and she they take her out of the water they're like oh shit like you need to wake up now yeah we needed you to get up um i don't really like scenes like this i can't watch them where someone's pressing on someone's chest to get their heart going. That just gets me really woozy. Really? Yeah. I'm a horror fan. And I can't watch that. Or like... Sea blood. 
like movie blood is fine, but like real blood, I can't do it. But like movie, when someone presses on their chest, I can't. I get so woozy. Really? Yeah, I can't. I don't know why. I did not know this about you. <laughs> That's so weird. I know. I just, I just can't do it. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Maybe like the fear of dying. I don't know. Hmm. We can go. Di- we can go deeper <laughs> in that into that after we turn off the mics. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but she, uh, Sam, makes it. She does. She she comes out and. They're all looking at each other like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck just happened? All our friends just died. Yeah. We're still here. Um, and it kind, of, it kind of goes into like the next couple of endings. And it reminded me of the Lord of the Rings Return of the King where you're like, is this the ending? And it's not the ending. Yeah, there is was like the five ending? endings. This is not the ending, no. <laughs> and then Frodo's in bed and everyone's trying, is this the ending? And it's not the ending. <laughs> um but the ending ending is they are at Dina's house mm-hmm. and um, Sam's there and they're all just kind of hanging out and you're, you're, you're really happy that they're together now. And her brother's like downstairs on AIM, you know, typical 90s chat. And she gets a call. Dina gets a call and she answers it. And I was like, oh, no. Is this going to be like the witch? Is it going to be a demon? Like, who is it going to be? And it's the woman that they try to call who survived in 1976. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God, this is nuts. Like, what what, what is she going to do? This ties into the next movie. And I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that moment where something ties into the next movie. Yeah. And... Yeah, she's like, oh, by the way, like, it doesn't stop. Like, she, and Dina's like, no, no. Like, I killed Sam, and she came back to life. Her heart stopped. It stopped. The demons are, they disappeared. She's like, it doesn't stop. And then Dina turns, and Sam stabs her. Oh, my God. And Sam yeah. is now possessed. Yep. And and there's, like, flies, like, flying yeah. around her. And I was like, oh, I, my okay. goodness. That was, like, a thing that happened throughout the movie that i didn't really notice like all well, the flies. flies yeah whenever someone got a bloody nose or like um the henchmen they always had flies around them which mm. is really creepy yeah i mean that makes sense yeah i feel like possessions tend to have flies very true um but yeah sam is possessed and they get into like this like fight and eventually Dean doesn't kill her doesn't she can't kill her mm-hmm. she just ties her up right and she goes downstairs is, and is telling her brother they go up and they see her like struggling and just like grunting and you're like oh my god and you realize that she just stopped the henchman that wish is still there mm-hmm. and then you see um like she has all these stone tablets and she sees Samantha's name written in it and you're like, now she has, Samantha has a henchman, like going oh after God. Dina. And it's like, to be continued. I'm like, yes. Yeah. After five endings, finally. I'm so freaking pumped. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, now you get to see a prequel. 
like of what happened in camp to this woman a double prequel a, and then you get to see the origins yeah. of what happened so fun that is so fun this th- this movie was was a blast and I, I i recommend it for anyone that wants to i think get into horror if you're a yeah. horror fan you're gonna like this as well because there's a lot of callbacks to other franchises yeah and there's a lot more that if I if we watch it again or if we really look into it there's probably a lot more probably that we're missing mm-hmm. um but yeah they were definitely inspired by some of the best yeah and it really showed yeah yeah i, I i'd give it 8.5 almost 9 out of 10 i would give it 9 honest. out of 10 yeah yeah um so good i'm hoping the 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 next two remain that same yeah. height or better. Definitely. I mean, a 10 out of 10 has got to seriously like wow the shit out of me. I know. And But 8.5, 8. 9 5, out of 10 is, yeah. is really good for you. It's really good. Yeah. And there are a few, you know, few uh, gripes, like ideas like, hey, you, you probably could have just done this. Or you probably could have just like did that instead. But I know it's a movie. Yeah. Um, but one thing that bumped it up was the set design, and I brought this up. Mm-hmm. I love looking for mistakes in in movies and oh, shows. Oh, that's right. I love looking in the background and being like, "What is this? What is that?" And I noticed, you know, the time period's nineteen ninety four, and the Maya Hawk is she's working at a bookstore, and I'm like, I always look in the back. And most recently on The Conjuring 3, I looked in the back and mm-hmm. I was like, that book was written in 2004. <laughs> this movie takes place in 1980 something. Mm-hmm. That is not a thing. <laughs> um, and it's blatantly showed right behind the warrants. Um, but in this one, like on the shelves, I like I can only see 90s books. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell. I was like, that's Insomnia from Stephen King that just came out. Mm-hmm. Like Debt of Honor. Tom Clay, that just came out like Sue Grafton like the Alphabet series I was like these are all that 93 night around there yeah I was like that's really cool just to add that in the back yeah. or the snobs like me that would look and be like hmm I'm pretty sure this Nicholas Sparks wasn't 1994 but I that just added on to the the whole ambiance yeah like felt like I was watching something that was taking place in 1994 so good which is really cool so good but yeah but anyway yeah so that's that's fear street part one part one um stay tuned next week where we discuss part two 1976 yes and i'm sure we will do a movie before that too yeah we're probably gonna do host host yeah yeah probably gonna be host then 1976 and then next it follows week. and then it follows the following week and then 1666 Hoo-hoo. and then after that is cheaper by the dozen fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions for us or recommendations you can email us at matchmadeinhorrorpod at gmail.com um, follow us on instagram at matchmadeinhorrorpod and you can follow us on Twitter at A M M I H podcast. Yes. To keep up. Yeah. 
We would love to hear from you guys. And if you want to rate and review us on on um, Apple Podcasts, that really, really helps us out. Yeah, we want we want to get the word out of horror reviews. Yeah, and a match made in horror to a wider audience and community, and by rating and commenting, yeah. that gets the word out. Yeah, no matter what it is. So we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. Have a spooky weekend or day or night, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.